Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show. This morning is Jake. Our sponsors today, Texan Roofing, Texas Insider Fishing Report, the Belleville Meat Market, and Boyd's One Stop. All right, weather. Hey, it's only 78 on the island this morning. Been a little bit of light rain in the area, and uh, hey, I hope, hope everybody got a little bit of something anyway. But anyway, today we're looking like uh, thunderstorms likely, a high of 84, east winds 5 to 10. That rain chance down on the island is 70%. Tonight, a few clouds with an isolated thunderstorm. That's possible after midnight, low of 79, east winds 5 to 10, 30% chance of rain. And then for tomorrow, scattered thunderstorms in the morning, partly cloudy skies later on in the day with a high of 87, east winds 5 to 10. So... That's pretty nice. I'll take it. Bring it. All right, tides today. These are Galveston Channel tide predictions, and we're back on four tides again. Looks like um, we have a high at 5:35 a.m. at the Galveston Channel. It's a 1.5, a low at 10:41 a.m. a 1.2, a high at 3:55 p.m. a 1.5, and then a low at 10:43 p.m. an 0.6. 7:04 a.m. is sunrise. And 7.26 p.m. is sunset, and our moon phase is 1%. New moon tomorrow night, so we're good to go. All right, current conditions. Looks like uh, the buoy offshore is showing a north-northwest wind at 9 to 13 miles per hour. Barometric pressure is 29.88 inches and falling. It's 83 degrees with 87-degree water. Galveston Channel, north-northeast, 3 to 5. Eagle Point, it's north at 2, and Morgan's Point, it's northwest at 1. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty calm. That's hard to beat. Barometric pressure's dropping naturally with this weather kind of sliding in and around us. Hopefully uh, somebody gets some, well, I hope everybody gets all the rain they need today. I don't think it's going to be quite like that, but uh, we'll get some anyway. All right, let's go over to Sabine Lake and let's check in with Captain Bill Watkins this morning. See what he's up to. Bill, good morning. How are you, man? 
I'm doing all right, buddy. Uh, well, but I missed all that rain yesterday. It went it went right straight down I ten to Orange and beyond. And yeah, I was looking at that, and then there was a big old glob that I thought I was going to get, but it slid around me and just kind of went towards the Gulf between uh, Beaumont and Baytown, kind of through Winnie yep. and all that area. Missed the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I did. That's all right. Hey, well, it's opening opening of the uh, South Zone of Dove season today, so somebody ought to get rained on while they're dove hunting. Oh yeah, I guess the only dove I'm gonna shoot's in my backyard. <laughs> I guess, uh, I mean, there's, I probably could get one shot before they all flew away, you know. Yeah, I'll pick out a it. big old fat ring neck or a white wing, <laughs> and uh, you can make hors d'oeuvres out of the breast. Oh, yeah, boy, I'm telling you, I like those things. But uh, I really don't have a place to hunt, and that uh, I, I miss that. Uh, but I am going teal hunting. Next well, that's good. Wednesday. It's been good this year. Boy, I've seen a, oh. a lot of people I know are just, uh, they're hammering on them. Yeah. They're whacking them. If you got water, if you got water. If you got water, rain, you got birds. You, you got it. That's exactly right. I mean, they're they're out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully, hopefully I'll get to get shoot some on Wednesday. But uh, I've got a hunt schedule. Anyway, I guess... Uh, Man, I mean, here's hunting season's almost upon us already. It's, it I mean, won't be long, hey. Archery's yeah. uh, first of October, you know. Well, I've got yeah. a, I've got a, a high fence doe hunt planned for, uh, for opening weekend at the end of this month. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it actually opens up on Saturday. So here I go. <laughs> I'm almost Again. out of deer meat. Yeah, I'm almost out of deer meat, and uh, I'm seeing the bottom of the freezer. Yeah, mine's getting real thin too. And I have, uh, I have got several people converted to the half brisket and the half venison ground meat, and mm-hmm. I'm telling you, they can't get enough of it. It's a way to go. I, I, oh shoot! That's the way I have Man. the Belleville do mine. Well, they do 30, 30, 70. 30 percent oh, brisket, seventy really? percent venison, and yeah, and it's really good. It's not greasy. I mean, you cook it down, and there's no, you don't have to pour anything off of it. You know, like if you're going to make lasagna or spaghetti with it, it's just man, it's so lean, and man, the flavor is unbelievable. The flavor is unbelievable. You're right. It is, man. When you mix that, you know, beef brisket with that uh, venison, that's that's tasty. Oh, heck yes. And it really makes good homemade hamburgers, too, for grilling. No, oh, the very best. Yes. And uh, we had my wife come in with some of those pre-made uh, 80-20 hamburger patties. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're already packaged, ready to go. You just throw them on the griddle. And uh, I cooked them up on my Blackstone. And uh, the next day, I had I had already thought out a package of that fifty-fifty deer brisket. Uh-huh. And the next day, we we cooked that and uh, on the blackstone. And she said that there's just no comparison. <laughs> this stuff is so good. Right. Said, yeah. It, it's just uh, 
And this year, I think I'm going to shoot a uh, a red deer hide. Right. Uh, and do the same thing to that. And uh, I'm going to see the, how that works out. I mean, you know, red deer kind of like a, a elk anyway. It's pretty much the same critter. And that's a, a big animal, too. I'm going to try that out and see how good that works out. I had uh, one of my customers come from Colorado and brought me a pound of uh, cow elk right. that he had ground up. Boy, that was good. <laughs> we can't go wrong that. with elk, man. It's good stuff. Oh, man, that was so good. But I, I guess uh, I guess it's time to talk about fishing now. Uh, yeah, man, let's roll. Yeah. We've got plenty uh, of time. We can get it all in. We get it all. Eating, so anyway, fishing, hunting. Hey, man, that's outdoor show talk right there, buddy. Get on with it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, I fished uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday afternoon. I fished two mornings and then an afternoon. And... Uh, there was supposed to be a bunch of redfish up in the north end of the lake schooling. Mm-hmm. And they're probably, they're back by now. But that storm we had Friday afternoon just uh, upset those fish. And they did not show up. Huh. And uh, two, two of the boats in the group went all the way to the north. And uh, they did not find, well, one of the guys saw a, a pot of redfish come up, but they went back down. And he couldn't get on them. And uh, they finally hooked one and lost one. And I stayed south and fished that shoreline. And uh, we caught two and lost one. And uh, so both guys in my boat got to hook a red. That was a fun deal. But uh, they were both, you know, like 28, 29-inchers. Mm-hmm. They grilled those two guys. <laughs> They got put on the grill that night. Oh, I bet. Half Shell City, buddy. Yeah, they, they were at the Sabine Lake Lodge over there, and they, uh, they absolutely had the grill going right before dark. And I said, okay, boys, I know what those those redfish died for a good cause. They and, did. Uh, but, Didn't go to waste. But we did not catch one trout that evening. I think that storm really upset everything. I mean, it come in at 50, 60 miles an hour. And, Man. I mean, I had, a, I had a blowout on my trailer tire going through it. And it that was a tough afternoon. <laughs> oh, you had, a, you had a nasty afternoon. That's, that's no nice way to afternoon. end up a fishing trip, man. But I, we've all been there. You've got it long enough. Oh. You've had some more problems than yeah, a run-over dog. <laughs> And, hey, exactly. having a flat nowadays and pulling over on the side of a freeway to change it, and I, I'll just have to ruin a rim the whole nine yards and just get off of it. That well, I, was is, fortunate, uh, I was fortunate uh, not to be on I-10. Good. I've got a, a stretch of I-10 I have to run either way, but I was in Bridge City. Right. I decided I would go and uh, make a deposit and – so I went, you know, went through Bridge City, made a deposit, and, and uh, that all worked out good. And uh, I just got down the road. I, I found that tower. I said, oh, man, 
I got a vibration somewhere. I could see my trouble motor just vibrating. I was pulled over at the credit union, checked that thing out, run the handle around that tires, and I found the bad one. It was delaminating. All the doggone tread was coming off of it. Yep. I so made it three it's miles. called tread separation. That's exactly right. And I made it three miles, and I was in a construction zone where they had a good hard shoulder with traffic cones. So yeah. that worked out. And boy, but I mean, that wind was blowing sand and oh, leaves boy. across that highway. <laughs> it was bad. But I got it. I got the tire pulled off and throwed up on the back deck of the boat and run on three three tires, you know. Oh, you come in on three legs. <laughs> three legged yep, dog, baby. On. <laughs> I made hey, it on the bider. But that's a good thing about those torsion axle, tra- axle trailers. You can do that. Oh, yeah. Back in the old days, we'd have to take a chain and chain up axle, lift it up, and chain it to the frame so it wouldn't fall down and scrape on the pavement if you had to lap in like that. Boy, howdy. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that's part of life. (laughs) That's part of life if you're a boater. If you pull one very much, you're eventually going to have something happen. (laughs) It doesn't matter, you know. And that tire was a 2017. I guess the heat just got to it. Well, what happens, the reason the, the tread separates is because of belt breaks within the tire, and it slips yes. and puts a gap in there, and you'll get that little bubble deal. That's where you felt that vibration at first, and then yep. once it rotates going that fast, it'll the tread will just start separating where that bubble is. Yeah, you see pieces Broken of belt. down the freeway all, all the All it time. takes is a good chug hole to break a belt in a, you know, these uh, cheap trailer tires we have nowadays thank god the car tires aren't like that but you know i was when i was the tire business when they first started coming out with radials that was the biggest problem there was was the slippage the belts would slip and separate and well those those tires just come all to pieces you know the treaded sling first and then you were you were down and i think probably out of all the tire companies firestone had the worst luck with their tires those uh the firestone 500s or whatever they were oh it was horrible yeah seems like i remember that remember, but I'm, considering, I'm, sure do. I'm considering going to a eight or a ten ply tire the heavier ply the better for these boat trailers you know if, if six is adequate throw a ten on there Max yeah. it out. Put a ten ply on it. Be done with it. Yeah, I think I'd probably have better success with that. I've been buying these seventy dollar tires, and the minute I see something wrong with it, I just throw it away and get another one. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's my theory. I, I'm well, take them back and that. get them adjusted. You know, if they got any, not hardly any tread wear on them, they'll prorate them, and you'll get you another tire for almost free. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. hard to prorate that one that came apart because you don't have the tread yeah. to, where they can gauge it with a yeah. with a tread down gauge. <laughs> Boy, that's, oh, man. That makes for a rough <laughs> afternoon on the way home. That's almost as yeah. bad as a wheel bearing. You know, two other two other boaters actually stopped and tried to help me on the side. Well, highway. there you go. I had it. I had it. But... Tell you, fishermen are some of the best people. Fishermen stick plan. together, man. That's my hat's oh, off yeah. to them. Good brotherhood. Well, I, I was up at 
Rayburn the other day, and uh, I passed a guy with a bass boat, an older fellow like me, and he uh, he was struggling with that tide. I went around and stopped to help him. You know, I I didn't really have time to do it, but I did it anyway. And uh, it, the man was very appreciative. It's always yeah. uh, it's, all right. Uh, let me knock this just, break out, Bill. Hang on a second. Okay, buddy. buddy. All right. Well, Texan Roofing, they're the people I trust. You know, Texan Roofing covers Houston and surrounding areas, and Texan Roofing has free estimates on any roof leak repair or replacement. And Texan Roofing has a Better Business Bureau A-plus rating with no complaints ever, and they're certified to give the best leak-free warranties in the business. And Texan Roofing, they found that the majority of jobs they do, they offer the lower price, and they beat the competition's quality and warranty. Along with their honest roof inspections, A-plus management, these are reasons to call Texan Roofing. And when you do, tell them you heard about it right here on the Outdoor Show. And Tim and all of his staff, they'll work directly with you and make sure they do a superior job. And uh, the good thing about Tim and all the crew, they're outdoorsmen like we are. They like to fish and hunt. You can talk that up with them while they're doing your job. Call Texan Roofing at 281-391-9600. That's 281 9600 or texanroofing.com and please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 418 here in the Bayou City. Bill, we are back. Thanks for the hold. Okay, buddy. Now here we go. So the trout there's still some trout down south in the uh, ship channel around Sabine Pass and up up around the west side of the lake. There's there's uh there's some nice trout in that area, and uh, all the way up, actually all the way up to uh, to the Natchez River, and there's some redfish up the Natchez, um, around Port Natchez Park and mm. all up in that area. I mean, we've got salt water all the way past I-10 on both rivers. Oh, I bet. Yeah, so, I mean, and the water's beautiful, dark, and clear. Um, you can catch fish. You know, it goes from Sabine Pass. It's green, and, I mean, a pretty green, too. You can see mm-hmm. down about three or four feet on high tide, and all the way up, you know, you start getting around all oh, the MLK Bridge, from there on up to the natures, it starts turning darker. Yeah, and that it, dark tannic water. Thing. That's what I like to yeah. fish in, man. I've caught some beautiful fish in that water, man. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm going to make the transition going north now. Um, typically, your tide runners leave by the end of September. And we're getting, you know, getting on to the middle of the month now. So that's it's time to target the resident fish. Yeah, and I'm, I'll be actually going north. Uh, I've been talking about it, but I haven't been up there yet. When you fish up there um, a lot, do you put in a lot of cow bayou or what? Yeah. Pop put out in of there. Bayou, uh, cow bayou or, or uh, there's, a, there's a ramp over there on Burton. I mean, uh, on Adams Bayou. Adams right. is a good ramp. They've got a, a county ramp there right in the middle of Orange. Mm. And uh, they've got 
they, on Cowbio, they've got that one right there in Bridge City. And then, of course, they got the Rainbow Bridge ramp. Yeah, that's where they, I used to put in a lot was right there at the bridge, you know. Yeah. Uh, what was the name of that restaurant? Esther's. Esther's, that's yeah. right. That's where I used to put we in. We all, all miss Esther's. Oh, who doesn't, man? That was, uh, <laughs> man, you get get uh, through fishing, come in, everybody go up and have them a nice dinner and try to stay awake on the drive home. <laughs> Seafood gumbo, theirs was really good. It was. They had a good fried gumbo. shrimp there. was number one. Sure. And uh, we all missed that. But the uh, the bait camp, uh, the last time I went there in July, that bait camp had uh, closed. But they still have, the ramp is still open. Right. You got a, it's a $3 donation, I think, to mm. launch there. But it's pretty convenient if you're going to. And then you got Port Nature's Park up the river. Sure. That's that's a good ramp. That's a real good spot. I never did put in up there. If you're going to fish the upper river, that's a good place to go. Right. And uh, there's some nice redfish up there. And a lot of small trout. You know, just undersized, 12, yeah. 14 inches. Mm-hmm. There's a pile of them up there in that river. And... uh now everybody is still up there right now. They're those fish are still up there, but they'll be coming into the lake later on. But you'll be able to catch. Is that a cat out here? Uh, you got a kitty cat? Oh yeah, she's crying to get out the door. Here, come here, kitty. Come on, let her go At first, out I thought kitty. you had a bird. I said, "Man, I wonder what kind of bird he's got." Then I heard the. <laughs> then I heard it clear. It was a cat. <laughs> got a cat. Got a cat. Yeah, she's going around and around my leg, rubbing on my leg, going, meow, meow. Oh, yeah. Daddy to take care of her. Let me out. I've got to go. i got to go to the bathroom. (laughs) That's what she wanted. Or hunt something. She likes to be a real cat. She likes to be out there and prowl. Yeah. Yeah. Check things out. But that's that's where, that's how the fishing's going to go right now. I mean, all of our resident fish, Seems like they just took off north last week sure. or so. That's what they do. They, yeah, they moved. I, I was catching a lot of fish, uh, some under the birds, and uh, there are shrimp. There's a lot of small shrimp everywhere in the lake, um, and there's pods of redfish. But all of that is north. Everything's shifted. So you got you got the tide runners down south. And a few resident trout that are good size, and around the west you got the whole ship channel is good. Um, you got you know Texaco Island, Taylor's Bio, <clears throat> all of that area has got mm-hmm. fish right now. You have trouble getting a lot of keepers, but I mean you might go up there and you might score ten keepers. You might, yeah. Um, and some of them are pretty pretty good sized fish. A lot of 17, 18, 19s, 21s, 22s. Uh, that's, uh, that's about the size they are. And some of them have survived every year. Well, we could be the like the weather people and the media and everything. Mm-hmm. We could turn those into seven, eight pounders on every street corner. <laughs> if yeah, we, we didn't want to follow the, follow the truth, <laughs> we could exaggerate. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. It's just absolutely terrible. Yes, it is. 
<laughs> and you can take the picture the right way and make them look bigger than they are. And if you, you put your hand in their gill and hold them out and don't let your arm or hand show, you can make yeah, you gotta get look. your you got to get it just right and shove it through the lens. Everybody's seen big trout a lot their whole life. You can look at that photo and you can tell by the proportion of the fish, the way he's, uh, oh yeah, you know, his body shape and everything, whether it's a good fish or not. Now you See take a lot. you take a side if you hold that fish up and take a side shot where the whole fish is visible. You, you know, a big trout will roll over your hand and sag, and go over the other hand and sag. It's going to be. You know, yes. you'll obviously know. <laughs> a lot of them, that you'll see their fingers coming up from underneath the fish, and, and if that fish was truly that big, that would be the hand of Andre the Giant or somebody, you know? <laughs> but it, uh, <laughs> That's true. It is what it is. That's, uh, it that's is what amazing. it is, and I don't make up What do we stories. call that back in the day? Trick photography. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. But that's that's where we're at right now, and uh, every once in a while you'll see a picture of a twenty-five incher. Yeah. You know, well, I'm not seeing the seven pounders anymore. Unicorn, likely. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll get there. I think. Give it time. Uh, we'll get there. Just uh, take care of these better fish. Just turn them loose. They'll turn in. Hey, if you throw back a five pounder bad. next year, you'll be a six, and the following year you'll be a seven. Just let him grow, just like raising deer. Yeah. Nothing to it. If you let Nothing them walk. Hey, you got big deer, man. Yep. And I do like I do uh, I like the smaller trout, but I'm I'm just as good on a sand trout myself. If I catch eight or ten, twelve, ten, twelve inch sand trout, I'll make a meal out of that. Yeah, I wish we could get those back to where they used to be, you know, 15 to 20-inch long sand trout. I mean, you oh, remember yeah. those days. We had, we had some beautiful sand trout. Oh, I'm oh, telling you, with wait. those guff trout mixed in with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, down in the channel, they got mm-hmm. we got the guff trout. But uh, I, I'm not even seeing as many of those out at the rigs. Yeah, the, I'm hearing that a lot coast-wide. They just don't know where they're at or what's happened to them yeah who knows have you heard anything about a fish kill off west galveston bay west bay no i haven't yeah out out in the surf in the surf a friend of mine lives down there and he said that uh he called me yesterday and told me that the smell off the beachfront was pretty bad well i know they had that big kill out of the brazos a few weeks ago and it was mo- there was a few trout and flounder and stuff like that in it, but it was mostly you know big gizzard shad, and it was a nasty mess. Oh, it smelled I bet. bad, you know, coming out of the Brazos. But uh, no, I haven't heard anything that far back to the east. You know, maybe yeah, he said uh, maybe he new, lives new about news. 100 yards from the Gulf. Right. And he said that uh, he could smell it on south wind. Oh, that's so, not good to hear. No. I, he said it looked like it was mostly all uh, shad. fish. Yeah. Yeah, bait fish. Yeah. But, uh, so he didn't see any trout at all or redfish. Oxygen, oxygen deprivation. 
That's what I'm. It thinking. happens every year. A lot of the back ponds, you know, in the marsh and all that, they'll turn over, and all those shad will die like that. Yep. It's usually this time of year, and uh, oh well. Yeah. It's part of the process. It's part of the process, but we have lots of bait in Sabine Lake. My God, that that bay has got. Now I'm not seeing the big rafts of big mullet, right? Like I I've seen in the past, but there's a lot of pods of a uh, pretty good size mullet. Mm-hmm. You know, you you can if a guy likes to use mullet for bait, you can still get them. You just ride around your boat and find them. But those huge rafts of you know pound and a half big horse mullet, mullet, yeah, yeah, horse mullet, and uh, ones I used to fry on the surf. <laughs> right. We'd be full red fishing down there, shark fishing, and I'd I'd catch me some of those in a cast net, fry them up. Fried Man, mullet. That, fried mullet. Yeah, they're good. Well, I've eaten a lot of. Th- I've never eaten a mullet. Well, I ate smoked mullet in in Florida, and it was it was okay. I mean, I wouldn't rate it up there with uh, fried grouper cheeks or anything like that. Or some, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know oh. the delicacy stuff. But uh, it was it was definitely edible. It's better than a gaff top. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we uh, we would always, uh, I'd set up my Coleman stove on the back of the truck. And, oh, Coleman stove. Pump it up, man. Let's fire this puppy Take up. Those, Let's uh, get some grease on Go catch those fresh mullet out of the surf. Right. Lay them right there, rinse them off, and uh, <clears throat> roll them in cornmeal and deep fry them. Shoot. Let me tell you something. When you're fish hungry, that ain't bad. I know a lot of people have never tried it, but yeah, you can fillet them and you can fry them, and they're good. <laughs> Don't knock it till it's you not, try it. It's not as good as as a uh, a trout, not as good as a sand trout, not as good as a whiting, but it's not bad if you fish hungry. Don't well, we discriminate now. You need to throw the old Atlantic croaker in there. That's hard to beat too. Oh yeah, excuse me. Croaker and whiting, yeah. Don't don't uh, leave the old croaker out if you can find them big enough. You know, even the whiting That's are smaller right. too. You know, I'm not. I don't see yeah, any big whiting. Yeah, and the croaker are too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got. I still got one spot or two. I think that I can catch croakers right now. Mm-hmm. If I would go down there and, and target croaker, I could catch them, and there'd be some pretty good. Pretty decent-sized croaker. Well, the biggest croaker I ever caught on the lure was wade fishing over at Sabine Lake. I thought I had a red on. Big croak. <laughs> yeah. Four and a half yeah, pounds. That's a good one. We had one that was 22 inches long. My God. And that, that thing looked deformed. <laughs> yeah. They, they're, they're a uh, tough-looking fish. They're oh, hardy. yeah. It, it fought like crazy, too. I bet. All right, man, I got a roll, Bill. If somebody wants to give you a call about coming over and fishing this fall and winter with you, how they get a hold of you, buddy? 409-673-9211. Or fishthebeanlake.com. Yes, sir, buddy. All right, my All right, friend. puppy, you have a good one. Hey, good talking to you. I'll talk to you Saturday. See you, man. Catch them you up. You got it. All right, bud. You know, folks, if you want to know the latest and greatest in fishing, well, tune in to Texas Insider Fishing Report. That's Thursday nights at 10.30 p.m. on Valley Sports Southwest, or you can find it on AT&T Sportsnet. This show 
will give you a fresh fishing forecast before the weekend so you can spend more time catching fish. And Texas Insider breaks down the state into six regions, three freshwater for bass and crappie enthusiasts, and three saltwater for the guys who want to catch trout and reds inshore, and tuna, wahoo, and marlin offshore. So join Dave Farrell, Dave Farrell, Brie Gabrielle, and my friend Captain Rick Murphy as to know what's hot and what's not every Thursday night, 1030, and then Friday mornings at 7 and 5 p.m. on Bally Sports Southwest or AT&T Sportsnet. Check it out. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. 436 here in the Bayou City. Let's run up to Lake Conroe. Let's check in with the fish dude this morning. Richard, good morning. How are you, rascal? I'm doing all right. How about yourself, Mickey? Alive and kicking, baby. Good deal, good deal. I got my first trip back on the water yesterday, so went and did a little fast fishing. I hear you. That lake is changing, too. That's with that water down and everything, the water temperature's down to like 86. It ain't 90, 90 plus anymore, so <laughs> that's a... That's a good thing, and and then that dying grass has come up everywhere. Good night. It's all over the place. So that's that's a good thing. Just had went out there and got me a couple of bites on some crankbaits. I didn't catch any, but I got some bites on some crankbaits, and it's just good to get back in the groove. So yes, that's that's one of the things. It's had me had me one pretty good little bite where he pushed it at me. That's I thought, man, this, that felt like a pretty dang good fish, but. Never did get him hooked up, so that's all right. I just had to had to see what my limits were yesterday. So that's that's what I did. I went out in there and went out there and just pushed it as far as I felt I could push it, and then got off of it and come Good. on back to the house. So it's just ease ease back into it a little bit at a time. We'll get we'll get everything rolling the right direction here in the next couple of weeks. So. I'm just, I'm ready to get out there. There ain't no doubt about that. Boy, but that lake is, it's looking bad with it being so low, but it's not as bad as Livingston, that's for sure. So I know there's several other lakes that are, that are way lower than Conroe is, but, because Conroe's only about two feet low right now, but dang it, well, I'll tell you what, these other ones are suffering. Yeah, I think the other day when I talked to Harry, it was, uh, Livingston was a little over three foot low. No, that's uh, not as bad as what I thought. No, but that, that's low for Livingston. That lake's used to be in full all the time. And, it is. Uh, he was uh, telling everybody if you want to come up and idle around and uh, mark all the stuff you've been running over for years <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, get a good good perspective on where to run and where not to run, he said now's the time to do it. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt any time that, that lake and river gets low, it's, it's a good time to get out there and run around on it. And I saw some pictures from over there from that, uh, a tornado they had over in Alaska a few, few years ago where. Oh man, that's something. That was something else, wasn't it? Yeah. I'll tell you what, they, all that stuff laying out there in, in them coves and in the bottom. And it's like, good night. I didn't know that stuff <laughs> was still down there. Yep. But I mean, it's like, that's like, you know, I guess we're on the anniversary of Harvey too. So. Are just coming off the anniversary. Well, we just Harvey. came off of it, yeah, from the yeah. severe flood, and you know everybody talks about the flood and how devastating it was over here. As far as water, yeah, but man, Rockport, man, it wiped that place out. It tore a lot oh, of stuff up. It 
it did. I mean, it, and that's what's that's what's so bad. It come right through there and and wiped them out, and then then bounced. You went back out and came back in over us and just hovered. So well, just went stationary, we you know, button hooked yeah. back on us and just sat here and let yeah, it rip. It I guarantee you, boy. But it's uh, yeah. I'm just I'm glad we hadn't got anything like that going on right now. But it's um. Yeah, we could use it, even though I, I notice there's a lot of rain in the forecast now, or, or supposedly some, some rain well, in the forecast. Today's our shot, and enjoy it. It just depends on where it ends up. A lot of that yesterday went up through, uh, you know, the top end of Texas and went over into Shreveport and down into the state of Louisiana. Louisiana's been getting some good rains out of these last couple of ones that we thought we were going to get, but they ended up getting it. But uh, we got some coming in. Our, today's our best chance. Good deal. I mean, it's like yesterday. I sat out there and got a little, got a little mist on me. It was. I felt it sprinkling just a little bit. It wasn't nothing real hard. Just enough to kind of, kind of keep you cool, like mm-hmm. you was misting yourself. But, but, uh, and then just periodically throughout the day, I had a little bit, a little bit of this and here and there. Nothing, nothing measurable. Just something that was, you could tell it was falling. But other than that, it's all good. So. I don't know. It's just I'm ready to get back out there and get after it, you know. But like I say, yesterday was just just a test, to see what I could do, and and it I did all right. You know, got got some adjustments I need to make. But other than that, and it's it's gonna work. So I'll just get back in the game. Plus, I was out there in that bass boat, so it's not like out there in the bay boat. And that bass boat, you're standing up all the time, so that really puts you to the test anyway so oh, you need to get you a bill jans bill dance chair for the front man i i got one i got one but i gotta i gotta push my limits you know that's that's one of the things i'm gonna i'm gonna push it as far as i can push it and, and just you know see what i can take you know that's that's the biggest thing because you got to know your you got to know your limits that's that's the one thing you know it's yeah clint eastwood it, said it best man's got to know his limitations that's right. There is no doubt. I mean, if you if you don't know how far you can go, you, you don't know where to stop. You know, that's that's the biggest thing because it's you know like like got when I got through, I was I was plenty sore. There ain't there ain't no doubt about that. So oh, sure. But it it's just you know getting all all the muscles back in the, in the groove of rocking with that boat and and then putting them big crankbaits putting the big crankbaits in my hand too you know i mean that's that's one of the things i found out i need a couple more crankbait rods the ones i got are still are a little too stiff right now so i got i like them glass rods for pulling on them big crankbaits so that's one they take a lot of pressure off your shoulders anyway it's it, i guarantee you you pull on a on a big crankbait for a little while you'll you'll feel it there is no doubt you'll feel it. That's like that's like years ago, and I still do it occasionally in the winter time. Take a, a one ounce jigging spoon, and you get out there on them on them drop offs and stuff like that. And you don't think a one ounce spoon will work you out, but I guarantee you, you do it for about four or five hours. You feel like Popeye in one one arm and Wimpy in the other because it's it's. Uh, <laughs> I guarantee you that rascal. You'll sit there and, and bounce that spoon up, say six, six to eight inches off the bottom for, you know, every two seconds you're doing that. Yeah, your forearms are going to feel it. I mean that that used to be a fun trip when you get out there and and catching those those fish on a spoon like that because it's um, 
you get them get them down there in 20 25 foot of water like that and start start bouncing them around there ain't no telling what in the world you're liable to hook into i mean it's you're liable to catch a yellow bass on one drop a hybrid on the next drop and a 10 pound bass on bass on the next one so there's just constant action most of the time when you get stacked up on them right and usually you know i'm going along there looking at my depth finder when i'm i'm looking for them and I always tell people, so if we're spooning, we're going to spend a lot more time looking mm-hmm. than we are fishing. But once we find them, we're going to catch a whole bunch, you know. And that's the thing you always, when you're out there looking for those fish, you're always looking for a big ball of bait that's just pegged to the side of a drop-off. If you can, you can catch those those bait balls that are just stuck to the side of a, a good drop, you know. It's like out, out there, typically I'll do it on that railroad trestle just north of the 1097 bridge. Because it's got... You know, it's, you got to think about a railroad track, and I tell people this all the time. When, you, when you're looking, if you're driving down the road looking at a railroad track, it's always got a big ditch, then it's, it's raised up, and then it mm-hmm. goes, drops right back down into another big ditch for the most part, you know, most railroad yeah. tracks and stuff like that. So out there on, on Condra, that railroad trestle on top of it, on the Caney Creek side, it's usually about 21 feet deep on top. It drops to 32 off the edges. And when you're in the ditches, it's 32 feet, and up on top is 21. So when you find that on that 10-foot, 11-foot drop there, when you find that bait just stuck to the side of it, that's where you want to camp, right there. Drop that spoon the down in there. I guarantee it. And like I say, it, there ain't no telling what in the world you're allowed to catch on there. I've caught everything. I think everything except for a carp on a spoon out there. <laughs> Gar, crappie, you name it. I've caught them all. So, and like yesterday, I actually run into one little, old, I was in, in one little spot where the little brush pile is I have, and I got to looking at it, and I thought, that's crappie, but I think it's brim. <laughs> I think it's a whole bunch of dying brim on top of that that brush pile, because they just wasn't quite big enough. If they were, they were a little bit crappie, but I, I got several bites on that little bass sass and crappie jig, so it just... Yeah, I got down there, and I had, to, I had to fiddle with them anyway just to see, and I never did get one to come up. But but that's why I think it's more brim than anything because I was using a little bit too big a bigger one. I was using like a eighth one. I should have been using a sixteenth. So if I'd had that sixteenth ounce the jig head on there with with a, with that little uh, pan assassin on there, I could have got them little brim to bite better and hooked them up. But it's uh with with the way it was i had everything set up wrong but that's all right i mean it's it's just getting out there seeing what was going on anyway so mm. there's i know they got that uh i guess they got the Tuesday championship coming this week because i mean there was bass fishermen out there all over the place yesterday oh, so so a few of them catching a few fish and and uh you know for the most part they were small so it's uh it's one of those things where like I said, that's what I was doing more than anything, just getting out testing my limits and also checking seeing how those how those bass were doing, whether whether there's any big ones in there or not. Because that's that same grass I've been talking about for a few years that's been in there. This is just it's growing, you know. It's it's covering up a lot more uh, surface acres now with the water being down and everything. So right. it's actually it's actually covering up a big flat out there in Caney across from. Uh, uh, Scotts Ridge boat ramp. So this plat, I mean, it's right. probably a hundred acres over there just covered up. It's it's visible on top. So 
got it got a lot of it got a lot of grass on the surface that's matted up and everything. So it's it's going to be that's good. Get the lake fill back up and have that water over the top of that grass. That makes for some good fishing. Good stuff. Yes, man. sir. Yes, sir. Lots of. All right, Richard. I got a roll, my friend. If somebody wants to call you, give them some info. All right, Mickey, anyone get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudetx.com or just check out the webpage, fishdudetx.com. All right, buddy. Have a good one, Richard. I'm glad you're doing better, man. Keep it up. Yes, sir. Y'all have See you, fun. bud. All right, later. All right, now let's run down to Matagorda. Let's check in with Captain Charlie Paradoski. Charlie P., what's up, man? Morning. Morning. How are you? Hey, bud. Well, what's new? Tell me some lies, man. <laughs> yeah, well, tough day yesterday for me. Yeah, that wind was yeah. everything was straight west. Was it straight west? Yeah, you know, not strong, just just horrible west wind, but wrong direction. Right for me. Yeah, there was uh, you know some of the guys caught some redfish yesterday, but. Uh, mm-hmm. And maybe a couple of the croaker fishermen, but it was a tough bite. It, we finally got a good rain shower yesterday. I can tell you that. <laughs> a good one. Did you? Well, that's I good. Yeah. I think we've had uh, five showers since 1st of May, last of April, something like that. Uh, it was welcome. It was a good shower. You get one yesterday? Yesterday evening, I got some real light rain. There was a pretty good little thunder bumper over around Laporte Deer Park area, and it was sliding my way. And uh, all the as soon as it got onto that bay, it slid north, and I got all the light green stuff and all the red and yellow one above me to the north of me. Yep. Typical. It's just something yep. about that bay; it just deters it. But hey, I'll take yep. every little drop I can get. No, we all will. I'm telling you. This this just this high salinity in this water has gotta gotta be affecting our bike. That's gotta be, you know, part of the big problem. I still think these fish are just gonna gonna show up and it'll be a good fall. We just need need some weather. Yeah. Tired of this heat. They're tired of it, we're tired of it. So let it get out of here. What do we have today? We we've got any rain showers out there now? They're calling for a 70% chance, and we've got some rain out uh, west of us moving east towards us. And it just depends. It's real. It's not, you know, it's real scattered and, you know, stringy looking on radar. It's not uh, globbed up good. And uh, we'll see. Maybe it'll uh, maybe it'll build before it gets here. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Well, I hope it comes midday or afternoon. Right. Try to get the morning in, but other than that, there's not much new over here. Those Astros win last night? Yeah, they did, 6-2, to two, but hey, we had a no-hitter going into the ninth, and I was on a group text with Bob and Steve, and I uh, was kidding. I texted him and said, watch him put Presley in, and Presley will blow this no-hitter for sure, and he did. He uh, oh. Struck out the first one and uh, uh, gave up a single and w- a walk and then another single and they scored two runs and uh, broke up the no-no and here well, we go. So 
Did they win the day before? No, they no, lost the first two games against the against the A's. We couldn't hit for nothing. It was pitiful. What? That was something, wasn't it? That, it was that terrible. first game. Golly. Yeah. Anyway, maybe they'll come around, get on a good pattern, like this fishing. Get good. Yeah. So. I wish I had something new to tell you, but it's just it's like a broken record. Well, I understand, man. What's going That's, on? You know, I know it, buddy. Yeah, I'm uh, hearing some pretty dismal stuff around me. You know, we got we got birds and stuff working in in our bay over here, but it's all junk. It's either gaff top or little ten to twelve, fourteen inch trout. I mean, it's not even worth the effort. And then when you do find something better. It's it's bull reds and uh yeah. it's just uh that's where we're at. I'm not seeing the birds working over here like they should be, like they were last year. Yeah, they we've had them working pretty much all summer, but it's just it hadn't been on what, you know, we want it to be. Yeah. I had a mm-hmm. last year we had a big school well for for about five years, a big school of redfish out in the roaming out in the middle of the of East Bay and you know, those lyre birds would get over them, especially in the middle of the day. And I haven't seen that one time this year. Yeah. Not one time. So, different year. Different weather. Just got to yeah. deal with it. I know it. That's it. You, uh, you, dove, you, you dove hunting this afternoon? No, I hadn't. I hadn't dove hunted yet, man. I don't. I don't have anything over my way worth messing with. You know, yeah. on dove teal hunting's excellent. You know, if you got water over my way, they're just they're just pouring the coals to them. But uh, Blaine went back down. You know, the south zone opens this morning, and uh, he made his big haul back down to get his lodge up and running. You know, well, he's headed up and running, but he's filling it up with food. You wouldn't believe the yep. money he spent, but uh, oh, just, it's unbelievable. He said, do groceries go up every week? I said, I think they go up every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, they eat pretty good there, man. Well, they do. Blaine doesn't, he doesn't skimp on anything, but uh, <sighs> he said they got tons of little birds. He said, man, he said, uh, after all the big ones, you know, hatched all these young ones for the second hatch. They all the bigger ones flew off, but he said, "Man, he's got millions of young birds just flying everywhere like bumblebees." I'll be so, damned. But they'll grow fast. The way he f- feeds them, and all the stuff they got to eat down there, they'll they'll grow up. He's got they'll a great place around. down there. They grow a little faster than our trout do. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, well, that's. Man, so far, Jordan hit a home run change. last night, a three-run homer, homer, the first uh, runs we scored. I can't remember whether it was in the second or 30. I don't know. But anyway, he hit it 118 miles an hour straight down the right field line. And if, if that would have hit anybody, it would have killed him. Killed him. <laughs> Good God, well, that guy's something else. He is. He, he struck well, out looking the first time. And, uh. Well, that pitcher that he hit it off of, that was his fourth homer off that guy. But then right. Bregman come up right behind him and put one in the Crawford boxes, so 
another back-to-back incident. Yeah. And I think Tucker got uh, his 100th home run for his career last night, too, uh, later in the game, and uh, put a little more icing on the cake. Well, hopefully they can keep it going. Well, they need to. Well, our home record, we're 500 ball club at home. That just doesn't make any sense to me. It really doesn't. But it didn't make any sense to me with the lineup last night when McCormick and Dubon were sitting on the bench and he put uh, Myers and Singleton in. I said, boy, I hope Charlie's not watching this. <laughs> Singleton, your favorite player. Hey, man, yeah, all right. We were glad to see him go back in, what, 2015 or whenever it was, and now he's back. Long time ago, too. I Jesus. Mean, and Yonder Diaz caught last night, and he had a single and a double and uh, some RBIs. He, uh, hey, that guy's good. He sure needs oh, to play he a lot more. He has been a long time since we've had a hidden catcher. Long mm-hmm. time. Yep. We'll yeah, yes. We will take him. All right, buddy. Well, Charlie, if somebody wants to go fishing, will you throw them out a number, man? They can come down to Matagorda and live the dream. Yeah, buddy. Cell <laughs> number 713-725-2401. Charlie's nightmares, everybody else's dream. All right, buddy. <laughs> take care. See you, man. Take care. Bye. All right, that's Captain Charlie Paradoski down in Matagorda. All right, it's time for our uh, top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 